It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your college football game day is coming. Your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field for sick. He goes up high. He's got getaway for the top speed. And the ball is free. Woo! What a hit. You got barbecue back there? From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, RJ Choppy, and John Martin. Presented by BetMGM. And just like that, the college football playoff semifinals are behind us, and we're set for the national championship game. Welcome into BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and for the next hour, we got you. We are going to look back on those semifinal games in the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, the wins by Michigan and Washington over Alabama and Texas, respectively, look ahead to the national championship game and take a peek at this weekend's hoops action as well. All on the way, of course, you can watch it right here on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel if you're doing so. Hi, how are you? We appreciate you joining us every Thursday night here. And of course, you're listening inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, where it's available as a podcast as soon as it's ready for you or live coast to coast on the BetQL network either Friday night or Saturday morning. We appreciate you. However, you're joining us this weekend for BetQLU. Let's take a look back at those semifinal games. And let's start, well, we'll just go chronologically. And we'll talk about the Rose Bowl first, boys. Um, This was the one that, uh, it, it gave us some things that I don't think we necessarily thought we would get. At least that I thought we would get. Uh, Michigan, they cover uh, the two-point spread that it ended up landing at. 27-20 is the final. Alabama gets a final crack at the end, but they can't pull it off because at that point, Jalen Milrow not only was having to do gymnastics just to catch the snaps at that point in the game, but was then also running for his life more often than not. Sacked six times by Michigan on New Year's Day. And, again, to bring it back to the quarterbacks, I, I'll, I'll own it. I thought Milrow would outplay J.J. McCarthy. Nope, J.J. McCarthy, uh, even though Milrow didn't get much help from his offensive line, J.J. McCarthy in the clutch outplayed Jalen Milrow, choppy. And so here we are. Michigan gets it to overtime. Wolverines beat the Tide. 
I thought Saban would cook up something, but in the end, he wasn't able to cook it up. And there were really times where it felt like Michigan, despite their special teams uh, leaving this a game, Michigan had chances to pull away. Uh, and then, of course, Alabama would work their way back into the lead. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I, Michigan is just better, I guess, than a lot of us give them credit for at this point. You know, I, that was a weird game because, like, it felt in the beginning like it was going to get away from Michigan. You know, Alabama had the early interception called back. They got the punt, uh, the muffed punt touchdown. All right, they're up seven zip. Here we go. And then the fumble, the Milrow fumble, you know, when they were about to put a stranglehold in this thing. And and I know Michigan didn't score off that, but that was an opportunity for Michigan, for Alabama right there to really put a stranglehold. They had chances, and I thought Saban, uh, you know, puckered up a little bit instead of going for it on fourth and two, uh, deciding to, you know, kick a field goal or punt. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, like a lot of things had to go right for Michigan in that game. I don't know. I still don't know how. Um, that pass that was tipped uh, made it all the way to the receiver for a great catch, by the way. Like that ball is intercepted ninety nine out of hundred times. It's tipped up. It kind of goes errant. It didn't. It kept the same trajectory. The spiral was there. It was crazy luck that thing was able to go through. And then Michigan, from that point on, was unbeatable. Yeah, and this thing clears the total by a point, point and a half, too, John. Um, it, Michigan I, again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give credit where maybe it's been due all year, but we didn't see them have to put it into practice, uh, other than against Ohio State and to a lesser extent against Penn State. Michigan looked like the better team, especially down the stretch, despite the mistakes they made. Um, I think for my money, they did end up looking like the better team. Well, first of all, happy new year, guys. Same to you, my happy friend. Here, man. I mean, we just we just skipped all the pleasantries, got right to all it. All of them. You know. Uh, by the way, did you guys hear like a smacking sound? I apologize for that. I was not looking up anything inappropriate in that event. It was an odd screen that is godforsaken ad that runs at all hours of the night, and it it's it's called mm-hmm. spank odds, and so it sounds like a spanking. Um, yeah. That's how Wait. I monitor the the live at the right. live. John Whitlock over right. here. This this is this right here is an ad for just sticking to bet MGM, my friends. Yeah. Spank odds. That sounds yeah. like something they would put in a South Park plot, my man. Spank no, odds. Man. No, hey no, guys, it's crazy. guys, I it's, found, it's, it's, I found I, a yeah. plus one twenty five on spankodds.com, guys. Yeah, they have all the odds, man. And from from BetMGM everywhere, they update them live. Anyway, I've closed it. You're not going to have to worry about that from here on out. Okay, Thank at least you. for this episode. Um, but yeah, look, uh, we talked about this before um, before the game, and <clears throat> I had a change of heart. Not going to lie to you guys, I'm not too, I'm not too proud to admit that. You know, I thought this was going to be a spot where Alabama rolled. Um, I think I called it a biblical beatdown, and by the time the game rolled around I didn't have anything uh in pre-game I just could not get there on Bama a couple of sharp groups did play uh Michigan minus two and that got up two and a half before kick um and I just wanted to watch the game and just kind of see you know from there what it looked like and I I ended up hitting Michigan minus two and a half 105 live because I just I, I thought that there was an offensive line disparity 
That was, a, I mean, and there was for, you know, a majority yeah. of the game. Now, credit to Nick Saban for adjusting in the second half. He wasn't dropping Jalen Milrow back nearly as much. He was leaning on that running game. But, look, Michigan did things in that game that were uncharacteristic both to the good and to the bad. Uh, uncharacteristically good, that drive down 20-13. to 13. Um, They had never been in a situation like that before all year long, and they come back and they force overtime. Uncharacter- uncharacteristically bad, uh, the special teams play, the muff punts, uh, all of that. And they still beat Alabama by a touchdown. So uh, I thought that was as impressive as it gets in college football, especially when you consider all the all the small things that Michigan didn't do well that they usually do. And I know we're going to get to it, uh, but I think that spells bad things for Washington. Yeah, I kind of lean that way as well. And you're right, we'll get into a preview of the national title game in a couple minutes here on BetQLU. But let's pivot to the late game, to the Sugar Bowl game. Uh, Washington ends up going off as a three-and-a-half-point dog. I saw there were, there were a couple spots where it got real high, where it pushed up to five, five-and-a-half. Um, but for the most part, it was three-and-a-half. Money line was right around plus 140, 150, except, again, for one weird spot where it, it was way off. But point remains, Washington uh, wins outright, uh, and Texas made it feel closer, I think, than it was late in that ball game with the repeated chances to, to come back in that one. But Michael Penix goes off 430 yards, a couple of touchdowns. The, the, this pair of receivers is ridiculous, Adunze and Polk. Um, and Kalen DeBoer now, I don't care if it's NAIA, if it's D2, D1, FBS, FCS, has only lost 11 football games in his coaching career, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, I I, I want to believe, like, I was talking with, with the guys on the Daily Tip about this uh, earlier this week. I want to believe that, that Washington can finish the job. But like you said, John, it just feels like Michigan did so much in that Rose Bowl game that backed up a few of the things we saw against Ohio State, maybe a couple of the things we saw against Penn State, that you go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is – we may not like them, but this is Michigan's year. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's been the best team in, in, in football, you know, and I know Georgia's statement in the in the Florida State game in the in the uh what what was that the cotton that wasn't the Cotton Bowl what what bowl was that doesn't really matter uh, orange, but, orange uh bowl, right yeah the Orange Bowl yeah I mean that obviously that was a hell of a way to go out but Michigan's still still sitting here undefeated and they've beaten you know the SEC champion and they've beaten Ohio State and they've beaten Penn State. You know, and what, whatever those teams went on to do in their bowl games is not really relevant to me. You're talking about two top five, top ten teams, three when you consider Alabama now. So, look, I just don't think there's really any um, any hurdle that this Michigan team isn't prepared for. I think the game plan is going to be very simple against Washington. But I will say, just for, for Washington and their part in this, they have been completely slighted by the market uh, in every big game this year. Uh, except one, except the home game against Oregon. And that was really just a home field advantage, minus three, here you go, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And they have spit in the face of the market at every turn. Is this going to be the same, or is this the part where the market's finally right? I don't know. But that being said, that performance from Penix uh, in this game is as good a quarterback performance as I can remember. So, look, they deserve to be here. Can they win it? Can they pull it off again? I think that's really unlikely. But they are they are a deserving 
finalist in, in, in these playoffs, no question about it. Choppy, let me ask you this question about the quarterbacks. Um, did we all underestimate Michael Penix? Like, the, I guess because I kept coming back to him, especially later in the year. I remember us having the conversations about Penix, and he was dinged up for a time. His wide receivers were dinged up. They were playing games on the road in Corvallis and other places. Um, and Penix didn't, it had a couple of stat lines that, just to be quite honest, weren't that great. And it's why he fell out of the Heisman race uh, as he did in the last couple of weeks. Is Penix maybe the best quarterback in college football this year? Oh, he's been the best quarterback in college football since the start. Um, people just didn't want to give him the Heisman for whatever reason. I mean, I know he's 30 years old, uh, but <laughs> that, that's, you know, the, he was the best player. He should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. I'd have voted for him. Uh, there, there's you, you, saw, you saw this week against Texas why he was the best quarterback in the league and why they're undefeated. I mean, if I had to use one word to describe that football game, I would just simply say dimes. Like, that dude was dropping them in hands. And that's not like those receivers were wide open. Okay, they were, I mean, they were blanketed. And he put them in spots. They didn't have to move their hands. They could have caught those with their eyes closed. That was one of the most impressive deep ball performances I've seen in a college game in years. In years. So, I mean, he is easily the best quarterback in the country. We thought, we thought Jalen Milrow was, was the better quarterback than J.J. McCarthy. We know mm-hmm. Michael Penix is. And that's the difference. Like, this guy is an NFL quarterback. And he's playing yeah. in the championship game against a guy who, I mean, he may get a look. You know, he may get, like, an undrafted free agent spot. But, it, I mean, he's probably more XFL, UF, UFL, whatever they call it now. You know what I mean? They, he's a college guy. J.J. <laughs> McCarthy is a classic college quarterback. He's not going to be this great NFL player. Michael Penix is going to be a first-round draft pick. There is a massive quarterback disparity in this game. Well, Michigan's favored by four and a half across the board right now, wherever you look. Um, That's as of Thursday night, January 4th. So we'll see if that moves at all in the next couple of days, but it feels like it's pretty solid. Um, And again, we'll, we'll get into that game specifically in a lot more detail in just a couple of minutes. One last thing I kind of wanted to look back on, and we, and we talked a bunch last week and even the week before during our bowl special about the quality of some of these bowl games. The quality of the playoff games, great, right? Like we've had oh, yeah. playoff games before in the in the semifinal era, the CFP era, where we got a, a couple of duds and, and maybe a decent game in the national title game. Hopefully the national title game holds up to the semis in this case. Um, but when we get – we're, we're going to go from three playoff games – this year in the last six or seven years, to next year, all of a sudden we're going to have 11 playoff games. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't, do you guys have a feeling that we're going to get as good a quality, especially in the quarterfinal games, right? Or, or the play in games, I guess, if you want to call them that, um, the five through 12 games next year yep. that we've, that we've had this year in the semifinals, John. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I agree totally. And, I mean, you were talking about, like, let's just, like, Ole Miss, Penn State. You know, that's going right. to be a, a playoff game, right? It just is. Um, and, and I know, like, it ended up being 38-25, but, like, that was, an int- that was one of the games it's where there were limited opt-outs, right? It was competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, Clemson, Kentucky. I don't, I don't think that would have been a playoff game, but, you know, you, you hope for more games like that. I mean, it just felt like you could count on one hand the bowl games this year where both teams cared about it 
and didn't, you know, have a ton of opt-outs that, you know, again, wasn't a playoff playoff game itself. Um, yeah, Georgia-Florida State. Yeah, like, you, you know, exactly. They just had a ton of, you know, Florida State was frigging marred. Um, Oregon, Oregon Liberty, but, I mean, that was just a bug meat windshield, you know, uh, and it right. was probably always going to be that. Um so and but everybody played. There were very limited opt outs, and you know Bo Nix and those guys were into the fourth quarter. I mean that's what it'll look like, right? When the group of five team gets in, you know, yeah, that'll be old, most likely it'll be that not, lopsided. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought I thought it was a good finish. It was a really bad start and middle for bowl season, but I thought it was a really good finish, especially obviously when you consider both playoff games were fantastic. Yeah, it was it was a good finish. And, you know, look, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, because of the transfer portal, the disparity at the top has been saved a little bit. It's not so much the same as it used to be. I mean, these games were never within two touchdowns ever prior to last year. And the transfer portal really kicked. So now I think you're getting more competitive games. My concern is going to be, obviously, the group of five winner. Sorry, John, I know elitist SEC guy over here, but like the group of five winner, you know, might get, they get, they might get punched, you know? Um, yeah. And then like, oh, let's just say the group of five winner isn't the 12 seed, you know, the 12 against the five, um, you know, Georgia this year, Florida, now Florida state, maybe not because of their quarterback situation, but you know, Georgia was going to whoop up on anybody they played Georgia. I mean, you could really, you watch those four games, those two games over the weekend. I mean, you could sit here. If you're Georgia, you'd be like, guys, we, we could have beat Michigan that night. We, we could have beat Michigan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what if, I mean? So, if, like, if, if if Georgia plays Liberty this year, I don't think it's a pretty ball game. Not at yeah. all, if that's the 5-12 in a given year. Um, let, let's dive back into the national title game, though, and let's talk about what we expect from Washington and Michigan. And you guys both mentioned the portal. There are a couple interesting names that have already hit the portal. If we have time, we'll touch on that as well. And then uh, pivot towards hoops as well with a big weekend. Some teams trying to bounce back in that regard as well. All on the way alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy, you're locked in to BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. Feels like we've pushed most of the non-conference play behind us and conference play picking back up in earnest around college basketball. We'll get into it. A bunch of big games this weekend. Some teams trying to bounce back. In some cases, teams playing each other, and they're both trying to bounce back. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes here on BetQLU, live in your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you wherever you're headed. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network. If it's a Friday night or Saturday morning, you got us. Us being me, Chris Mack, alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. We are with you on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel as well every Thursday night. And before we get into hoops, guys, before we get into some of those big transfers that took place late in the week as well, if we have a couple minutes to talk about them, because the portal did come up when we were talking about Michigan and Washington pushing through to the college football national championship game in a pair of really good semifinals, um, let's talk about the game itself. Number two, Washington. Number one, Michigan. Wolverines favored by four and a half. They'll play at NRG Stadium in Houston, Michigan. Fourth on the board to win the national title before the season started at 10 to one. Washington was 13th on the board at 35 to one. And I guess from a betting angle, Choppy, that's the storyline here for me is that Washington has been doubted all year long. We, we've brought that storyline up, especially a lot in the last four to six weeks or so. And that started out at the beginning of the year, and now here we are going into a national title game where, and you put it very succinctly, very well, I think we all agree, the better quarterback is clearly Michael Penix over J.J. McCarthy, but here comes Michigan in that defense that tortured Jalen Milrow, and they're favored by four and a half in this one. Listen, I appreciate the kind words. I I try to put things as succinctly as possible. Um, Yeah, this is... (laughs) They have been disrespected, I think. Uh, they, they've been they've played a, a much, much tougher slate throughout the course of the last four months than Michigan has. Um, you know, look, I, I have I have bet Washington already. I had him at four. I got him at four and a half. Uh, I took that bet. I, I put the money on Washington for uh, for the national championship game. Uh, I, I just I look at the quarterback matchup. I think it's very, very difficult. To figure out, they're not going to get the benefit of going up against Jalen Milrow, who, I mean, when he's going good, he's he's fine. But when he's not, I mean, he looks like like he's skipping rocks out there, man. Like he is throwing the ball into the ground. He doesn't know where it's going. Uh, you know, he he can move, but there are times when his throws just aren't there. That that will come with maturity and age, and and as he gets more comfortable, with the you know uh, at, at the college level. Uh, but he still is a first-year starter. What did you expect? Like this is this is a little bit different. So, uh, you know, they're not going to get Michigan's not going to get the benefit of playing against um, a quarterback that's not a seasoned. They're going to play against an NFL most likely first-round draft pick. That ain't easy to go up against. I, in fact, yeah, I don't it, know that they faced one all year. No, no, they didn't. Um, and. I think 
So, so here's my question then, John, am I, am I just, am I leaning too much into recency bias? Because again, I questioned McCarthy all year because he, he didn't play anybody. Um, and now all of a sudden he has a couple quality drives in a fourth quarter against Alabama. Is, is that putting too much stock in those couple in that quarter and a half of football that we saw basically and, and just turning my back on everything I saw for the first three months of the season? No, I mean, I think, you know, <clears throat> the, 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 the game works both ways here, right? No, Michigan has not seen a quarterback of Michael Pittock Jr.'s caliber, no doubt about that. But Washington has not seen a defense in the same stratosphere as what they're about to see with Michigan on Monday night. And I think that's a big distinction. You know, I really do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that defense wins championships. Um, and I think the game plan is, you know, is really simple for Michigan. Um, it's, it's keep the ball, right? So it's mm-hmm. lean on a steady diet of Blake Corum, simple stuff with J.J. McCarthy. Maybe you have some option in there for him, right? And, and just grind that clock out and make Michael Penix have to play perfect football because his possessions are going to be so few and far between. That's the that's the game plan. That's that's Michigan's path to success. Cuz look, I mean they he 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 was freaking amazing against Texas and I have no doubt that if he's on the field a lot, he's he's going to eventually find some success. The key for Michigan and where I think they'll be successful is by just uh keeping the ball away from them um and leaning on that defense that's just not great, right? Like it's really just not that good. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to have a lot of, of quorum and a lot of first downs and a lot of possession time, therefore really limiting Michael Penix's window of making magic. Um, and that's why I, I bet Michigan minus four and a half. I bet it on uh, on Monday night. Um, that's just – I just feel like they're going to have – because that's the way they play, it's the way they've always played. You know that, Chris. I mean, you watch every Michigan game there in Big Ten country. You know what it's like. So I think they're going to have success doing that against a Washington team that is, you know, going to be stepping up in a major way in terms of defensive opposition. So so you guys know I like to try and find comps. We all like to try and find comps when we're trying to pit two teams against each other who haven't played each other before. And I think it's a really good point that that um, they haven't played a quarterback anywhere near Michael Penix Jr.'s caliber this year. Like, the best quarterback they, they probably – I mean, was it – Tunga Vailoa in Maryland, and they almost lost that game um, that, that Michigan played this year. And then conversely, I think there's a good point as well. Well, Washington, you said it, John, hasn't played a defense like Michigan's all year. What's the best defense they played? Probably Oregon. Uh, I mean, that that's the, the, the one that jumps out, I think, to everybody. So is the gulf between what Michigan has played against at quarterback this year from Talia Tunga Vailoa to Michael Penix Jr. that much bigger than, say, the gulf from, uh, you know, uh, an Oregon defense to a Michigan defense. And, you know, and now we're doing comps on comps on comps. But, Choppy, this right. is where we, we're, trying to, we're trying to stack all this stuff up on, on top of each other. And it's why eventually comps on comps on comps leads me back to, well, what did I see most recently, regardless of who it was against? And I saw J.J. McCarthy finally show me something that I haven't seen from him really yet to this point in his career and against a really good Alabama defense. Yeah, and, and, it, and it may not be the same kind of Alabama defense that they've, they're have they accustomed to. And, and sure. let's not forget, I mean, Penix did this against 
a Texas team that, I mean, they're loaded with talent. Like, Texas has got talent on talent on talent. It just hasn't realized yet. Like, they're they're a loaded-up team. So, I, I think it's going to be a really, really solid game. You know, I, I look at it, though, like, from the – and, yeah, Penix has not faced a defense or a defensive line uh, as good as Michigan's, but I, I think we all know that um, – you know, defenses are, are really at the mercy of how good the other team's offense is a lot of times in a passing league that we've become accustomed to. Uh, you know, guys get rid of the ball. Good quarterbacks, you know, they say sacks are now a quarterback stat. You know, great quarterbacks don't take sacks because they make the smart decision, the right read, they cut the right protection. I, I don't know, man. Like, this this is, is going to be a fascinating kind of chess match uh, between, you know, the Michigan defense and their pass rush and Penix's ability to get the ball out quick. The other thing here, too, John, is 56-and-a-half. I think that's where the total's at right now. Most places, yeah, just about everywhere. I I understand. We're, ta- we're Again, we're talking about Michigan's defense being involved in this thing. And if I go mm-hmm. back, let me just – I want to scroll back and look real quick at Michigan's totals throughout the year. Um, so, uh, let's see, three of their last four – and five of their last seven, they've gone over the total. I, I think fifty-six and a half feels too low. Like this, this feels like a. Uh, it might be tight. It, it might come down to a, a, a walk-off field goal. But this feels like a thirty-one twenty-eight to me. Something, something in that range where both teams. It feels like well, what we got from Washington and Oregon don't when say they met. Like that. I mean, it, need, it needs to be thirty-three twenty-eight. All right, it doesn't need to be thirty-one twenty-eight. We're not playing these games. You're gonna have to give me thirty three twenty eight. Yeah, no. Look, I think um, you know you, you consider the Michigan side of it. It's like you know their defense will be successful, okay. Um, but I think they're I think they're I think it's their offense, arguably, that may find a little bit more success um, relative to expectations, if that makes sense, right? Um, yeah. People sort of have this perception of Michigan's offense that it's like a you know it's gonna grind it out, but I think that's really more of of, of a testament to the Big Ten than it is, oh, Michigan's offense just stinks. No, because we saw when they play a team from a fake conference like the Big 12 last year, they put up 50, 45, you know. So, <clears throat> that, you know, I suspect they'll have the ability to do that again, you know, uh, on Monday. The question is going to be can they, can they stop, you know, Washington enough, which I say yes. I don't, I don't love taking the over on this game. Um, because I feel I feel like Michigan's defense is going to be successful, and I think their game plan is going to be. Now, look, they're not going to like dive at the one yard line on a ninety eight yard breakaway, but I just think they're going to have a more conservative game script in terms of take what the defense gives us. There's not a lot of explosion there, and I just don't I don't see this being a back and forth you know affair. Could be totally wrong, but I just don't see it playing out like that. For what it's worth, Michael Penix has beaten Michigan more recently than the Ohio State Buckeyes have. November 7th, 2020, he and oh. the Hoosiers uh, beat Michigan, uh, and Ohio State has not beaten the Wolverines since November 30th, 2019. It's for all my Buckeye friends out there. Uh, real quick, I, I want to touch on conference, by the way, on the Big 12. It's been a pretty brutal, uh, it's been a pretty brutal bowl season for them. You know, it just has. And you're trying to push Choppy's buttons, but you know he's an SEC elitist, <laughs> even though he lives yeah. in Big 12 country now. And he is the master. He he will jump on no, that, horned, that, that, that horned frauds bandwagon faster than anybody, including yourself. 
I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I am smack dab in the middle of SEC country here, man. A&M, That's Texas, right. uh, Oklahoma. The stars at night are big and bright. Yep. SEC, All of a sudden, yeah. it's SEC I, I, country. I, I am closer to Fayetteville, Arkansas than Lubbock, Texas. I am smack dab in the middle of SEC country out here, where I belong. Okay. I, Rocky Top's home sweet home right. for me, and so is the SEC, baby. Wouldn't it be like a 12-hour, 15-hour drive to Knoxville for you? About t- about 12. Yeah, about 12. Yeah. 10 to 12. Okay. A little uh, different than when I was in school with the speed that was 55. <laughs> Real quick, I want I wanted to touch on this. Uh, I guess a frat at the University of Washington way back at the beginning of the season um, got 25 bucks from each member of the fraternity. And they put up a bet on Washington to win a national championship. And now they've got a chance to win about 50 grand. It, it net them about 40. Um, 18 to 1, they placed the bet when they when they placed the bet. A $50,000 frat party. Which of the three of us, if invited to a $50,000 frat party, dies first? <laughs> uh... Man, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, do I volunteer myself as tribute? Uh... <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> There's no uh, way. There, like, well, first would, of all, there's no way. There's no way Choppy survives. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah, I would. I would like to I, believe we could. We could navigate without any of us dying. Although you know, we're yeah. we're we're not we're not built the way we used to be. So, yeah, I already have liver problems. So, it might be me. <laughs> aside from yeah, a stack, aside from a stack of kegs like fifty feet high. And a full service bar. What else? What else is? What, what else are you getting for a fifty thousand dollar frat party? Uh, Within legalities. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where? <laughs> this is, yeah, it's it's I, in there's Washington. There's a lot of ways you can go I, there. Yeah, there's a lot of places. Okay. There's Chris, a lot of ways Chris you can go. To, Chris trying to get us canceled on the first show of twenty four, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just see. testing. You're the trying limit. to see. You're trying to see Because, I mean, we could do a lot. Here. We could do a lot. You know what I'm saying? But it's a it's going to be a little too hot for you, for BetQLU, man. That's, yeah. that's why I mentioned legalities and local statutes being what they are in the in, in at the University of Washington. I think it's fair to, to just ask the question. I'm going to need to read over them before I, can, I can give you a good answer. I can't yeah. help it. You two degenerates immediately go to livestock and – and petroleum jelly Livestock. and other. I mean, look, I, hey, <laughs> we've all been. Hey, to I, I, I don't know how Pittsburgh we've all, is we've all been to Tijuana, boys. We've all been to Tijuana. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. I think I'd leave the the farm animals out of the equation, but you know, who knows? Hey, things get I'll crazy when you start betting month, on. Though. Why not? Let's figure it out when you start. When you start betting a big multiple zeros on Mason Rudolph, that life comes at you pretty fast, John. So I just fast. thought I'd throw it out there. I, I, that's the damn truth. You're you're living fast there, buddy. In the fast lane. <laughs> uh, things heat up on the hardwood this weekend in conference in just about every spot in a slate of a bunch of big games, both Friday night and Saturday night, depending on when you're listening to this. Some of these may be previews, some of these may not, but we'll talk about a handful of big games 
Uh, coming up is as conference play really starts to take off. Coming up next alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack, and you are listening to BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back in every Thursday night on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel and every Friday night and Saturday morning on the BetQL Network, live coast-to-coast, also inside your Odyssey app whenever you want it as a podcast, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. This is BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and we've talked national championship game and our thoughts on Washington and Michigan. If you missed it, rewind, go back and check it out. And also our thoughts on the way the two semifinals played out. But let's turn to hoops as we've got at least a handful of interesting conference games. The conference uh, schedule picking back up uh, around most of the country, non-cons just about all behind us. Uh, Of those big games this weekend, boys, which ones are you most looking forward to. We got Illinois-Purdue on Friday night, which as some people listen to this may already be over, but you got UNC-Clemson, who just lost to Miami earlier this week, um, that early on Saturday afternoon. A couple of big SEC matchups, Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and, and you've got Providence trying to bounce back at Creighton uh, the middle of Saturday afternoon as well in the Big East. Um, and you've got the Big 12 with, I believe, the top two teams in net ranking right now. Uh, BYU and Houston is the two newcomers to the conference. That conference gets no easier. So, John, uh, give me what you're most looking forward to this college basketball weekend. Yeah, nice to turn the page to tall ball, as I call it. You know, tall ball. That's what, we were, that's what we're talking it. about here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all it. about the AAC, John, please. Yeah, we're not hey. ready for that yet. Y'all ain't ready for that breakdown, oh. man. When I feel yeah, y'all wait, are ready for March. that, I'll offer that to y'all. <laughs> but I, I, right now I'm seeing two guys that just can't handle that. So maybe, you know, a few, a few weeks from now. No, I think uh, I think the SEC is probably where my attention will be this weekend. Uh, Auburn-Arkansas is definitely a, a, a very, very good game. Um, you know, Auburn's playing sort of above expectation. I think they're really good. I mean, I watched them against USC because I was just kind of curious, not so much about Auburn, but like what is this USC team all about with Bronny kind of back and Auburn just dog walked them. I mean, they, they, I mean, that's, and that's mm-hmm. not necessarily, I mean, I know it's there, but still that's a, it's a power five team with some really talented players on it. And Boogie Ellis and Isaiah Collier, who's going to the NBA draft, like, and they just, they dominate them from the jump as an eight point favorite. Um, Arkansas, as we know, is always a team that's going to get better as the season goes on. So my attention will most likely be uh, on the SEC this weekend in that race. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a Tennessee guy, so obviously I'll be on the Ole Miss-Tennessee game. But, man, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely tune in to that Auburn-Arkansas game. Arkansas at home is kind of a nasty team. And quite honestly, I also want to look at that Providence-Creighton game uh, for a couple of reasons, not, not the least of which is – that I just lost the Providence game the other night, and I'm still bitter, and I'm going to root against them every chance I get for the rest of the way. Uh, so yeah. I, that that's kind of part that's of it. Petty. They had no business. What's that? 
Yeah, very, very, That's very petty. petty. Uh, you know, the you know, the you know, a good squad. They they shouldn't have won that game the way they did. I mean, that, that was that was an easy game. It was an easy game to pick. It just popped out to me, so I'm just a little bit bitter. Uh, so a little petty on this one, and, and I'm going to be in on that game too. Yeah, I I like the the idea of seeing what Providence if Providence can bounce back uh, against because the Big East is just real hard beyond UConn to handicap for me right now. Um, and so you know, I I, I, I want to believe the Big East I think is better at the top than maybe it is, and I and I guess that's the next question. Like SEC, I think has has sort of. I wouldn't say distance itself. It feels like it's starting to separate itself from the pack as far as being number two behind the Big 12, which is just an absolute murderer's row right now. Um, But then the the Big East feels like it's next for me. Like if we're handicapping conferences right now or power ranking conferences, which is always important when we get a little bit closer to tournament time and and we're trying to decide which teams are going. The Big East should be a, a solid three um, but it's just beyond UConn. What else, what else are we confident in right now, John, in, in, in the Big East? Like, and, and UConn. I'm not, I'm not even is, confident in in, uh, is, in UConn without Klingon. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're 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 very different without him, and he's you know I, I'm not sure that that foot is going to be something that that he entirely recovers from. When he's in, and he's like like even 80. percent I mean, he's just a complete. He flips the game <clears throat> with his size, and and people don't even want to, you know, uh, attack him. They don't even want to attempt him at all. Um, when he when he's out, they're just different, as any team would be, right? As any team would be when you don't when you don't have a seven foot two guy, you know, who can move right. a little bit in there. So I don't know. Villanova has had its moments this year, obviously beating Creighton, winning the battle for Atlantis, but you know they'll have some flat-out stupid losses, too. I mean, they lost to every freaking team in, in Pennsylvania, and it, which is just – it makes no sense to me. So it's like, do I do I trust them? I guess so because their guys are a little bit more experienced. They have more veterans on that group. But if it's a team from Pennsylvania and they're playing Villanova in the, in the NCAA tournament or something, if like it – I don't know how it would happen. But if it's, you know, Drexel or Temple or Penn gets in there, watch out because your run is over Villanova. Yeah, I think they're safe on this on the western side of the state, though. Like, I don't think Villanova's getting bounced by by Robert Morris. I think they're okay. M- maybe yeah. Pitt on a good day. Although Pitt yep. looked like trash in the second half against UNC the other night. Um, did. The, the 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 one I really because UNC wanted to keep them in that game. They 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 were dying to keep them in that game. Um, the the one thing I, the one game I I think I like the most on the weekend though, and like I said. Depending on when when people are listening to this, um, it, the game may already have been played, and I may sound like a giant dummy. Um, is Illinois Purdue uh, and eight? If that's where the spread ends up landing, just sounds too big for me. I know it's a Big Ten road game, which makes it a little bit of a different animal, choppy. But uh, Illinois getting eight at Purdue uh, again, Big Ten. Home court advantage is, is is a different animal than almost any other conference aside from the Big 12, but eight feels a little too much there for me anyway. You know, it is it is quite a bit. Um, you know, Illinois, though, let's see. I mean, like they did lose uh, on the road to my Vols by 13, and Tennessee is not as good as Purdue. 
Uh, and, and I know it's a conference game, but I, I mean, that's just, you know, and I, I know it's not really the trans, you can't use that transitive property and everything, but like, you know, I, I don't know this, the, I think there's a big gap between the Purdue's and, 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 and the Illinois of the world. I think there's enough gap. It's a little bit much for me. I probably would stay away from that number. Uh, but that certainly is an entertaining game. Uh, especially you want to see, you know, who's, who's available, who's healthy, but also, a look ahead towards later on in the season when it comes to, you know, seedings and everything like that. You know, if Illinois can get this win, I mean, that's a massive, massive quad one win they'd be getting towards the selection committee. Yeah, although, John, they're they're now dealing without Terrence Shen Jr. for don't know how long. Ever? Um, no, he's, he's yeah, done. ever. No, he's not coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. All, uh, although we, we've seen – That's a problem. We, we – we we've seen guys look at Alabama last year um, have players uh, ha, you know somehow it, it feels like though once you're yeah, pulled off the court charged, and you're though. done I mean that's the thing. yeah that he's is different charged, that is different so. um, but yeah that 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 could end up being the thing that pulls the plug on Illinois this year the one thing I will the come laws back in to Illinois is, are is, different than Alabama anyway the laws <laughs> a little bit different in Illinois versus I, Alabama let's let's be fair on that one. I think when you get to a certain point, it's probably the same everywhere. Uh, but it, it, in all seriousness, like the ACC I, I, is another conference I keep looking at when we power rank conferences, where it's like, what 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 is going on here? Clemson, like I said, may, maybe Miami's the best team in the ACC. Maybe that's it, John. I don't know. It's a it feels like a four bid league, man. It's like I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. <clears throat> I mean. It's it's going to be more than a four bid league, we know that, but um, yeah, it's definitely like it, it's it it's it doesn't well, feel well, as well, dominant as it should find, probably. Find find teams outside of like there are probably what four default teams in the ACC, right? Miami, mm-hmm. Clemson, UNC, Duke. Whether we like it or not, right? So fi- I would maybe probably have Virginia in there. Although okay, I could fair. listen to the argument, I could listen to yeah. the argument though. I, I don't. I don't know that it's like a guarantee. Their resume is not great. Yeah, it's just it's so, such a, it, it, and it's been so weak for so long now, Choppy. That's the thing that always jumps out to me. Um, good point by producer Zach Wake. They've won eight in a row for what it's worth, nine and one in their last ten. But um, the ACC is just just not what it used to be. Oh, no, it's not. And it hasn't been for a while. And that's part of the problem when you – I mean, look, they sold out for football. You know, the mm-hmm. ACC sold out for football, and, and it created a different dynamic. I mean, and it killed programs. Like, Syracuse hasn't been the same since they went to the ACC. They don't have that natural rivalry anymore. It's just a different – it's a different ball game, man. And, 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 and every conference has to go through this. Like, you know, uh, you know the Big 12 – they actually, throughout all this conference realignment, they became a better basketball conference. Like it's it's really strange how that happened. They they became really like, a great basketball conference. The SEC has become much better uh, as well. It's you know, but 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 the ACC, they've really struggled for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the expansion. I don't know what the reasoning is. If you know, I mean, Duke and Carolina can have. They, I mean, they carried the banner for decades. They did. They carried the band. They carried it for decades, and and it's just not the same anymore. 
Before we wrap up, let's get some folks our best bets. I don't, we don't care where it comes from. Doesn't doesn't have to be national championship game. Doesn't have to be hoops. Uh, it can be anything you want. So, Choppy, get us started. What's your best bet for the weekend? All right, I got uh, you know a little college football. I got Washington plus the four and a half. Um, uh, in that one, that's my that's my one. But I can do a little three team pizza money parlay for you in the NFL NFL style. Uh, if you okay. can still, I got it at five and a half. I don't think you can anymore. I took Titans five and a half, uh, Giants plus five, and the Commanders plus the thirteen. Dak Prescott what? cannot throw in cold weather. It's gonna be in the forties. He's got that plate in his thumb. Can't get it loose, man. It's too stiff. All right, John, what you got? Uh, we are going to the uh, Chinese Basketball Association. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <Just carpet. laughs> Got the Nemo stuff. plus 18 against the <laughs> Flying Tiger. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> you said it could go from anywhere, man, you know? Uh, hey, no, I've got, I'm throwing uh, the door open. Yeah, I've got two. I've got uh, I've got, and I and I. This pains me. It really does. I don't want to fade him. I love this young man. I really do. He's got such a bright future. But I'm fading him on Saturday. I'm going Colts plus one, uh, getting it done, winning and in against the rookie QB. And then I am gonna lay the four and a half. I've already laid the four and a half with Michigan. Go blue. Welcome home, uh, Las Vegas bound for Jim Harbaugh. He is bringing championship culture. Uh, oh, uh, this is last game, huh? Uh, That's it, man. Last uh, one. Well, on top. That f- makes me feel real dirty. Um, I'm not going to go either side. I'm gonna. I mentioned it earlier. I'm going to go total. Uh, Washington, Michigan, and if you're going over, you should probably go Washington too. But I don't care. I'm just going total over the 55 and a half on Monday night in the national championship game. Those are our best bets for this week here on BetQLU. Thanks again for joining us inside your Odyssey app, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network or on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. We thank you, as always, for RJ Choppy, for John Martin, for producers Zach and Dan. I am Chris Mack, and thanks again for joining BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.